I'm Hope Duggar. Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the Odds Couple. Welcome to the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper featured all over my own website, PritchardsPicks.com. I'm joined today by the sports editor at Gaming Today, good buddy, colleague, mentor, friend, Mark Mayer. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. I, I survived last week's uh, indoctrination. Well, you, you are back by popular demand. Did, you did a great job, man. Did you have fun? Yeah. Uh, the two people you told me to uh, call me uh, by popular demand uh, demanded <laughs> that I come in an hour later than the show so i wouldn't be on but uh yeah uh, it's uh I'm, it's a pleasure to be here mark mayer from gaming today joining us i'm a big fan of gaming today newspaper again it comes out was it every tuesday now yeah every tuesday and it's forty thousand circulation every sports book practically every sports book and not only in las vegas but in the state of nevada sports gaming information i'm writing a weekly article on baseball this time of year of course i'll be switching gears and focusing in on college football once college football season begins it's never too early to talk football we're going to talk some football right now let's get started with what say you nhl stanley cup final game six last night boston bruins at home a buck 30 favorite the total was five under minus 40 or four and a half over minus 40 it fell right on the number so obviously you wanted to be under five or over four and a half five is a key key number in hockey three two final the chicago blackhawks won the stanley cup congratulations to the blackhawks what say you well i'm 76 seconds away from being real smart <laughs> so i'm sitting home watching oh i'm, I'm having a great time with this I picked Boston. I was so sure it was going to go seven. Then all of a sudden they tie the game, and I know I'm in trouble. Uh, you can tell when when they got that goal that they um, they were probably thinking game seven, and um, uh, I think they were the second goal that they gave up. They were really vulnerable for that goal because clearly their their mindset they were gone after that uh, tying goal. Such an intense series. Best four out of seven. Stanley Cup final. We know the Chicago Blackhawks early on in the season went on something ridiculous like an 18-game consecutive win streak. Boston Bruins, perhaps no hockey team playing better the latter stages of the season. My good buddy and friend Dink featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis as Dink. Hockey guru had told me before the series started that he felt, even though the Blackhawks were a small favorite to win the series because of home ice, he liked and felt that the Boston Bruins were the better team. They certainly looked like it when they were up two games to one Blackhawks up three games to two last night. The Bruins a small favorite, about a buck thirty, depending upon where you looked. But man, it looked good, man. I mean, three two. I mean, two one. The score, Boston up late, but the Blackhawks scored not one but two goals within a seventeen second span against the best goalie in all of hockey. Yeah. Um, well, I, like I, I, I mentioned before, I felt this was as close a series as I uh, as I've seen in a long time. 
Uh, I, I really didn't know who was going to win it. I, I was sort of leaning uh, toward Boston, but very slightly as far as the series went. But I really felt it was going to go the distance. And it was, you know, using the uh, so-called zigzag effect that I didn't think any one team was really going to get the uh, the jump on another. And, you know, the last 70, 76 seconds, Chicago, um, so much talent with uh, Taves and Kane. And they come up with the tying goal. And um, that's what they've done all year. That's why they get off to such a tremendous start. Um, so uh, it was a tremendous series, and I think hockey was the winner in that series. Mark Mayer from Gaming Today newspaper, my guest on The Odds Couple today. You can catch us Monday through Friday live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network from 10A to 11A. We're also simulcast on KSHP AM 1400 radio right here in Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. I've been here for the past 19 years been betting sports professionally for the past 30 years. Studio line is open, 702-221-7283. You have a question, comment, concern, 702-221-7283. Live chat is up and running. I mentioned before that you can check out my site, PritchardsPicks.com. Some of the information is free. Some of it you do have to pay for. Opt in today for free daily selections. I will say that I am doing another sports betting seminar on the Strip Opening weekend for pro football, Friday, September 6th from 9A to 5P, How to Bet Football and Win. I will be joined by Dink, as I mentioned, Dink featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis as Dink. Dink has been betting sports professionally for 40 years. I've been doing it for the past 30. You can learn from your mistakes or you can learn from mine. Go to my site, PritchardsPicks.com, and get dialed in for a big fat discount as long as you register by August 20th. I do want to give a shout out, Mark, to the Boston Bruins and their fans. A class act, the fact that the Blackhawks stunned the home crowd last night 3 2, scored two goals in the last 17 or within a 17 second window late in the contest. But after the final results were in, the Boston Bruins cheered and gave their support to the world champion Chicago Blackhawks. Class move. Yeah. Um I think it's just uh, what hockey does is is so great uh, with the um, traditional handshakes, uh, true sportsmanship after they beat each other up and, uh, you know, want to take each other out physically. To come back a minute later and hug each other is, it seems, almost surreal. But yet it's, it's just hockey, and I think players... Uh, they play the game. Uh, they make no alibis. I love hockey players. I love their mentality. They leave it all on the ice every night. They cooperate with the media. Who else would do uh, mid-period interviews? They started it. Um, it's a class sport. And uh, everything that they do is done with class. The, the funny thing, what I really liked about the Boston fans was how they booed Gary Bettman every time he said a word. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost on cue. Everybody hates Bettman. Uh, <laughs> so I, I thought that was great. And once Bettman shut up, they started to cheer again for the Blackhawks. Uh, it, you know, it was a great series. And as a hockey fan, you had to appreciate it. No matter, I know there were, 
hugely disappointed by the the outcome, but uh, it, the series was a, a big win for hockey. Congratulations to the Chicago Blackhawks, the Stanley Cup winners 2013, their fifth Stanley Cup. Let's switch gears, talk some baseball. The Toronto Blue Jays going into the season. American League, American League East, my favorite to win the East. Not looking too good, not feeling too good the first two months of the season because I project, projected that they would be in first place. Not were they not in first, they were, in, they were worst. But they've won 11 straight games. But yesterday... All good things must end. Their streak snapped. The Toronto Blue Jays. What say you? Well, what say me is I knew uh, when I put them on the front, they're going to lose. <laughs> the Jinx. So the you're Jinx. responsible. Yeah. Okay. Now, now it makes sense. It always sense. happens. I wish you would have told me because I would have bet against them yesterday. Well, if I had time, <laughs> I would have done purposely to do it. But that's some streak, man. I mean, they the talent certainly is there. We know that they're pitching. I mean, R.A. Dickey is starting to, to pitch a little bit better. But the thing that has impressed me during this 11-game winning streak, the fact that their bullpen, no one talks about this, but 0.63 during the 11-game winning streak. Their starting pitcher is an ERA of 2.08, and they've been hitting the cover off the ball offensively. Yeah, everything uh, is clicking like they thought it was, it was going to when they came out of the gate. Now I think <laughs> they're playing probably the team that's playing uh, arguably the best ball in, in the division, which is Tampa Bay. It's just unfortunate that uh, the Jays on that winning streak had to go out of town to Tampa because I think now Tampa uh, is ready to go on a run as well. It's so tough in the American League East because every team is locked and loaded. The Boston Red Sox have been a pleasant surprise. The New York Yankees perhaps overachieving up to this point. You talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. Baltimore Orioles a great team. These teams in the American League East will just continue to beat the snot out of each other, unlike the American League Central where it's basically a one-team race, the Detroit Tigers. American League West basically a two-team race with the Oakland A's and the Texas Rangers who seem to be playing better baseball right now but how do you see it playing out Mark the rest of the season as we approach the all-star game here in a couple three weeks well uh, at the start of the year uh, everyone figured Boston and the Yankees to battle for last place right now they're both you know sitting one two but it may just turn out uh, that's the way it'll be that uh, Baltimore, Tampa, and Toronto will battle for first, and Boston and the Yankees battling for last. Uh, so um, uh, th there's so many, many, many games left. Uh, it's, like I said uh, last week, it, it really makes no point to speculate. Right now, uh, the Yankees still have a lot of injury concerns, uh, Jeter is supposed to be on his way back within a week or so. Um, but Teixeira is still being bothered by that wrist, shoulder. Um, so, you know, uh, you just don't know. You just don't know uh, how long Boston uh, can keep it up. Who knows? Uh, and like I said, uh, Baltimore is maybe the most consistent team. But I see Tampa Bay... Uh, with the new kid, they I forgot his name. Uh, they just brought up and he uh, homered like in his first uh, uh, two games. Uh, he's going to be playing the outfield, and uh, 
it looks like they're ready to make a run. Longoria is, is uh, playing excellent right now. Um, and Toronto, of course, with the streak. So, you know, it's going to be back and forth. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. Scott Pritchard alongside Mark Mayer. Mark is the sports editor at Gaming Today newspaper. I am the founder of Pritchardspicks.com, also featured on VegasInsider.com. We have about a million views per day. And then also Tim Donahue, former NBA official, uh, a guest of mine. Thursday last week for Game 7, we talked about NBA officiating and the corrupt league that the NBA is. David Stern, the commissioner, tried to block Tim Donahue's book. We talked specifics. You can pull up the archived version of that show. That's what's kind of cool, Mark, the fact that we do live radio, but it's live and worldwide, compliments of Vegas Video Network. You know, David Stern had more blocks than Chris Bosh. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Boy, Chris Bosh really struggled the last <laughs> couple of games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he got a ring. He got a ring. And so did Ray Allen, even though he played himself out of the extended minutes for Game 7. But, wow, what a series. Yeah, yeah. San Antonio Spurs knocked off by the Miami Heat, but it was anyone's game with about a minute to go. I give LeBron James a lot of credit because I've always blasted this guy for not having the courage to go to the basket come crunch time, but who needs to go to the basket when you're a dead-eye shot from the uh, 15-foot range? I mean, I don't know how you guard this guy. I mean, he can pass, he can defend, he rebounds, but he also knocks down the three, has the mid-range jumper, and, of course, he likes to post and toast. Yeah, well, he can thank Ray Allen. Otherwise, uh, he would have spent the entire summer having uh, people attack him and his legacy. So, uh, with Ray Allen hitting that shot and LeBron uh, living up to fans' expectations, uh, he should be enjoying this summer very much. Well, Ray Allen hit the big three with five seconds to go in game six. I'm telling you, the Spurs, they it's, it's a tough bill, uh, a tough pill to swallow. The fact that they were up five points, 28 seconds to go. LeBron James hit a three. Leonard made one of two free throws after Ginobili, a 90%er, only made one of two with 28 seconds to go. And then Ray Allen hit the three after Bosch had gotten the rebound. But there were two offensive rebounds in the last 20 seconds of that game that forced a game seven. And then, of course, game seven was a photo. It could have went either way. It did go Miami's way, and we give them a lot of credit. Now the Stanley Cup Finals, the Chicago Blackhawks won game six last night in Boston against the Bruins. They scored two goals in the last 17 seconds to win 3-2. We have WNBA basketball going on right now. The dog days of summer alive and well as it's Major League Baseball, every single day I talk about the fact, I repeat what my buddy Lem Banker has always said, that they play the Star Spangled Banner every day. There's opportunity to make money in the world of professional sports betting every single day. Lem is going to be joining me on Fridays on The Odds Couple as we move forward for football. And I know one of your editors at Gaming Today uh, reached out to me to get Lem's number. You folks are going to be doing a featured article with Lem? Yeah, we're going to be talking to Lem later today, as a matter of fact. Great. Yeah. Well, tell him I said hello. Right on. Cool. Great. This is The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide. Vegas Video Network, Mark Mayer, the sports editor from Gaming Today, joining me today. I do want to continue to talk 
baseball, I touched a little bit about the Oakland A's and the Texas Rangers battling it out in the American League West. The The fact is the Oakland A's, in the past, they've been a pretty good under team. This year, a dead over team. As I look at the three teams that have been very good over teams this year, the Oakland A's, 43 overs, 34 unders. You don't think of this team as a very high-scoring team, and you oftentimes will think of great pitching and small ball, Billy Beanball. But the fact is they the odds makers perhaps have overvalued or undervalued the perception that they don't hit that well and they have great pitching. But this year, just the opposite, 43 overs, only 34 unders. Well, again, uh, Oakland doesn't have really one superstar player. So the identification with Oakland is probably not there. Uh, and Oakland does what Oakland usually does, whatever it takes, whether they need a good pitching performance or scrap a few runs together. You never quite know how they're going to do it, but they find a way somehow. And uh, they continue to play good ball. And that's why they're, they're where they are in the division. The Los Angeles Angels, it's one thing. I did not see this happening with Oakland as far as being a dead over team. I did. I've been singing a song about Red Rover, Red Rover. I love the over where the Angels are concerned. So you're going to have to hear about this because the Angels, based on what I said April 1st, they have questionable pitching on their best day. Their bullpen is average on their best day, and they can hit the ball one through nine. They've been the best over team the entire year, 43 overs, only 32 unders. But I call it the way I see it. This is a gutless, heartless, overhyped, overrated, overpaid team. 11 games out of first place. Are you kidding me? Los Angeles Angels, all that money, all that talent, at least in defense of the Dodgers, the team that we broadcast on KSHP, they've been hit with some injuries. No excuse. They've underachieved as well. But the Angels are a complete fraud. Well... (laughs) You mentioned the Are You Kidding Me segment. Uh, that was going to be... Po- oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, great. Say, I don't want to steal your thunder. No, 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 no. no. But I, the you reason won't. I'm fired up is because I, I went to Anaheim twice this year for two weekend series. The first was against the Houston Astros, and the Angels lost four consecutive games at home against the Astros. I had... You can't lay the big lumber, minus 250, 270. Uh, so I laid the minus one and a half on the run line in that series only to get hammered and buried. And now what little bit of money I had left, I stepped out and bet on the over on Friday night only to lose by a half run because Mike Trout decided to make an outstanding... Forget the routine play. Mike Trout will screw that up. But when it comes to my total, he'll make an obscene, crazy catch of the year to negate a run or two just to stick it to me, Scott, the friendly host of the Odds Couple. It's a conspiracy, I say. But so this weekend, playing the Pittsburgh Pirates, which they have been a cash cow. They have been the best team cashing money cashing tickets at the sports betting window this year. So I do respect the Pirates. They they pitch well, not sold on their hitting. Alvarez, a pretty good long-distance hitter. But I look at this team, and I think, wow, interleague play. Angels at home, they lost three consecutive. So I'm when I've been in Anaheim, the Angels are 0-7 against inferior competition. So again, forgive me, I'm a little fired up. But I, I went on record yesterday, Mark, as saying that I'm, I'm convinced that you, Al, and I care more about winning than Shuck and Trout for the Angels. After they blew that game, they were, not, they were upset. How, how, no lead is safe, all right? 
Angels up 6-3 on Sunday. In the ninth, your closer, he's been one of the few bright spots. He's only blown one save. Walked the leadoff man, Cardinal Sin. But they were down to the last strike, not once, not twice, three times a lady. Shuck was an embarrassment. Three to four misplayed situations. The, the, Angels, uh, the Angels gave up seven runs in the last two innings. And Mike Trout overran a center field ball. And that led to opening up the door for four runs to be scored in the top of the 10th inning for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And so what do you see during the 10th inning? Mike Trout and Shuck jawjacking, smiling, laughing. Again, I'm convinced you care more about winning than the Angels do. I'm just telling you that Mike Trout also, as good as he, I get a little annoyed. My girlfriend, Jessica, she loves Mike Trout. I have to hear about how hot Mike Trout is. I don't want to hear it. He just cost me a couple thousand dollars. I don't care about his haircut. I don't care what color his eyes are. The guy is laughing after just being responsible for giving up four runs in the top of the 10th inning. And it was Mike Trout who struck out on a 3-2, uh, struck out with guys on second and third because they came back and actually scored miraculously three runs in the bottom of the 10th. Yeah, I was sort of hoping that uh, Grilly could get past Trout it, w it would make a much better story than if the Angels had come back and won that game because of the way they played the, the top of the ninth, uh, which was one of the most bizarre innings, uh, certainly of this season. And, and and I was in shock watching what was going on right from the very start when Sosha put Josh Hamilton in as a defensive replacement. Why? He can't. He can't hit his wrist, right? Right. Why he would can't, you, why he would can't you put field him with in? a healthy wrist. Yeah, well, why would you put him in as a defensive replacement He and expose that wrist to a possible throw or maybe a bang-up in the wall? Or what if he has to dive for a ball? I mean, what sense does that make? All right, he can't hit. So does that mean he's going to be able to be a defensive replacement with a bad wrist? I don't understand it. So the fact that they blow the lead and he has to come up and bat and they have to pinch it for him. Well, that's the whole point. Why have him? I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe he's not hurt after all. They put him in as a defensive replacement in the top of the ninth inning. They paid, and 100, then, and then, they paid $150 million <laughs> for, for a, a $2 pinch hitter. Right, I mean, right. You know, what, what the heck is going on? I mean... Uh, yeah, I believe it was Harris who, because now it's like, okay, well, maybe the manager saw something I didn't. Maybe he saw them blowing a three-run lead in the ninth. Uh, because I, I so in the bottom of the ninth, it, he's leading off, but they pinch hit for the guy. So why have him no, in the I, game anyway? I'm, I'm sure Sosha had a, a perfectly logical explanation. I'm sure he did. But didn't. to me, <laughs> I'm it, sure he it, didn't. it was bizarre land. And not only that, they wasted two players. The guy they put in, Hamilton, and then the guy they, that, he, uh, the pinch hitter, who had to come in for Hamilton. So you just blew two guys off the roster if that game had gone in the extra innings. Why does this Angels manager get a free pass? Why is no one besides me calling this clown <laughs> out? Why? Well, uh, I th you know, his it's body not, We've moved on since work. 2003, man. Well, they, haven't I, made the post. they haven't made the playoffs in three years. They have talent. Yeah. They're favored to win the West practically every year, and yeah. they're 11 games out of first place. Well, you know, his body of work is cl clearly exceptional. I mean, look, Jim Leland has made his share. Uh, 
you're not going to knock a guy's career. But clearly this year, Sosha's got a problem. Now, whether it's him, whether it's the players, but they're clearly not connecting. And the team is underachieving massively. So something needs to be done. I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't cover Angels baseball. But you can see there's a, 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 all kinds of shenanigans going on. Players not concentrating. Look like the Keystone Cops out there. They come back. You can see the talent where they rallied and almost pulled the game out. They're loaded on offense. But somehow it's just not coming together. And... There's still plenty of time. But as the season winds uh, down, we get that halfway point. More and more doubts going to creep in. So we'll just have to see what happens. I respectfully disagree, Mark. You say there's plenty of time. I'm here to say the Los Angeles Angels have no shot. <laughs> 11 games back. It's only June, okay? We're talking October 1st before the regular season ends. This team, they're the Keystone Cops. We know the Cubs are the Keystone Cops, the National League. With the bar is very low, and the Cubs still play below the bar. Well, the Angels, the bar has been set high, but they're the Keystone Cops of the, of the, the American League. Well, I'll counter that by saying that uh, three weeks ago, Toronto was 11 games out in the AL East, and now they're only five. So I'm, I'm going to counter that and say there's still a lot of time. We haven't even got to the halfway point. I look at the numbers, I look at the talent, but I also look at the mindset of this team. And as you said, they're just not connecting the dots in terms There's of no execution. There's no doubt about that. So I, I don't come across as a hero saying a team that's 11 games out has no shot, but they, this team has no shot. <laughs> the Angels are a complete fraud. So my, I'm done. I'm done with Angels stock. I've sold all my Angels stock. I will not bet this team. I don't know if I can bet against this team because you know what will happen. I start betting against them when they're going to go on a 10-game winning streak. So I just respectfully screw that. Disrespectfully, just not play. There are plenty of, plenty of games and teams that I read extremely well as to get caught up into what, what a complete bust this Los Angeles Angels baseball team is. Okay, enough crying, whining, and complaining. The Tampa Bay Rays, you talked about how this team has been playing very good baseball. I'm a numbers guy, a totals guy. I bet overs, I bet unders. The Tampa Bay Rays, pitching, not bad, not great, but hitting the ball. You talked about Longoria. He's been on fire. 41 of their 71 games have gone over the closing total. There's been some real value in betting the Angels, the A's, the Rays over for the season. The thing I like about Tampa Bay is their manager, Madden, never panics. You can see the players really like him. He's a likable guy. I, th I think the glasses, the whole bit. Uh, he's just very calm, cool, collected, and I like the way he manages a game. Um, and he's done a tremendous job with that team under difficult circumstances. Their fan base is awful. If you've ever been down to St. Pete, you don't want to go to that ballpark. It's horrible. Horrible. Um, and they're locked into this stadium lease. I was listening to it the other day on the radio until, uh, I think, 2023, and they can't get out of it, which is unfortunate because they need a stadium very badly. I remember when they were first talking about having Major League Baseball in Florida, 
And nobody really bought into it because of spring training. Why would you want to have a, a major league team there uh, when you enjoyed spring training in uh, uh, March? They didn't feel it would be a good sell either in uh, Miami or Tampa Bay. And they were right. It's not a good sell. Most of their fans are out-of-towners, tourists. And they have a, a, a tough time. Miami tries to get around by building a new stadium. Their old park was a disgrace. Tampa Bay, like I said, is uh, locked into um, the dome when they're playing. And that place is just not baseball suitable. So they have a problem. But their ball club is exciting. And on, on certain days, they will draw a lot of people especially when uh, Boston and the Yankees are involved. It's, it's just uh, unfortunate that uh, they're in that home situation where uh, it's not really the best uh, for them. But, you know, that is what it is. They continue to uh, play well, and they will be uh, a team in the mix for quite a while. Mark Mayer, the sports editor from Gaming Today, my guest on The Odds Couple today. My name is Scott Pritchard, founder of Pritchard'sPicks.com. Mark, what is it that you enjoy most about being the main man or one of the main men of being a consummate team player with Gaming Today? I enjoy being the consummate team player in Gaming Today. And I, I don't think anything more about that than that. Uh, the fact that we put where I'm able to do what I do uh, is something I've always, uh, you know, dreamt about to, to be able to have a job that I, that I really enjoy doing, you know, something sports related. Um, if I had to do it over again, I would have gotten more into the business aspect because you make a hell of a lot more money <laughs> than what I'm doing. I'm, I'm busting my, you know, what, uh, to live uh, my, my certain lifestyle instead of uh, living like Bruce Jenner, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or getting uh, front row seats at Heat games or uh, being in LeBron's entourage. Um, but, you know, uh, there are a lot of things I may have done differently, but the bottom line is being in Las Vegas and, and having a, an opportunity to work at gaming today, I could do a lot worse. And I'm very grateful for that chance. And every time we come out with a paper every day, every week, I should say, it's a good thing. And um, I, I don't really uh, think more, uh, make it a real heavy thing like that. I, I treat life one day at a time. And I'm just glad to be doing what I'm doing. I've had a professional working relationship with you for quite some time with Gaming Today. I have the utmost respect for you. My other dealings with a couple of the people there, I'm, I want to get their names right, Eileen, Gabriella, or Gabrielle? Gabrielle Reisler. And again, very yeah. professional, very talented individuals. It must be a pleasure working with these people. It is until they yell at me. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Do you get through the day without them yelling at you? Well, if I stay away, I do. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been with gaming today? Um, we're going about 11 years. 
do you have any competition? Because I've been in Las Vegas for the past 19 years, and I rush to the sports book on a day-to-day basis, and I'm always looking to get the latest, greatest copy of gaming today. I guess, is anyone else doing what you're doing? And if so, do we even want to talk about it? Well, no, I wouldn't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know of anyone else doing what you're doing. Well, I mean, uh, what we do, we have a niche in town uh, by coming out weekly. So, no, nobody else is doing what we do weekly. Obviously, uh, the RJ, being a daily newspaper, uh, is able to cover things. But I worked on a daily for a long time, and I'm just glad not to be working on a daily anymore. Uh, I'd much rather be doing what I'm doing. Oh, you said you worked on a daily. I thought you said you worked at a deli. Well... No, no, my thoughts are daily, but I've worked in a daily. I've got it, okay. The the accent, you know, it's... Right, uh, right. That's why I'm not doing TV. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, the RJ does what they do. In fact, I don't even read the RJ. I'm not concerned about the RJ. I know some of the people there, like uh, Steve Karp, and I like Steve Karp. But I'm not interested, really, what the RJ does. A lot of their guys do a lot of radio, so that tells me I'm not sure if they want to be radio stars or or writers. What I do, uh, thanks to you, uh, I do to represent gaming today, and I'll do it to represent myself, as these guys, I think, are trying to promote themselves around town. Uh, My concern is, with the blessing of everybody here, which I appreciate, I'm all about promoting the newspaper. And uh, the more things I can do for the paper, the better. Uh, I get a lot of positive feedback from people. I got a couple of really nice calls this past week uh, saying how much they enjoyed the paper. And I told them, uh, listen to the radio show if if you enjoy us so much. Uh, we definitely want to help you guys out. That's, that's what I do, spread the wealth. You know, it's wonderful, yeah. We have a guy, uh, your friend in there, he's from South Carolina. Jacob Cannon. That's right. As long as he doesn't spout out uh, Clemson, we're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob Cannon, Scott Whitney, Al, the board man. I've known Al for a couple of years, still don't know what his last name is. But you know what? We're all team players here at The Odds Couple. I love Gaming Today newspaper. I mentioned today that I, earlier that I write a baseball article, Major League Baseball Handicapping Weekly, and it's going to turn into a college football article starting here in, gosh, maybe two months. But I'm looking at it's never too early to talk football. The whole world bets pro football. And we touched on yesterday one of the teams that I felt in the AFC would surprise some people. But have you taken a look at maybe some over-under total wins for football for the upcoming season? Any potential future plays? Or do you see some value? Maybe a couple of teams that might surprise that are flying under the radar? Yeah. Um, I've glanced at a couple of over-unders. Uh, I would have thought New England uh, would have been a pretty good bet for at least 12 wins in that division. Not sure right now. It all depends on how this Aaron Hernandez thing shapes up. But I thought all along uh, before this mess started that uh, Tim Tebow was going to be play a role as a tight end. 
as tight end yes, or Yes, not, not as quarterback. And I'm seeing more and more people now come around to that realization that maybe Tebow wasn't drafted as a quarterback after all. I, I, I would uh, kind of laugh when I heard people think, well, how's Tim Tebow going to possibly play quarterback for the New England Patriots? And I said, he's not. How, how could he possibly? Tom Brady is their quarterback. So Tebow's not even in the picture. And yet they went out and picked him up. So obviously they saw a need. And I thought the need they saw was tight end because of Gronkowski, not not Hernandez. I mean, you have a guy who's undergoing surgery uh, on his back or, or his knees, like Gron- Gronkowski. You don't know uh, how how healthy he's going to be this year. And um, but now with with this uh, Hernandez situation, they may be without a, uh, a starting tight end, and certainly Tebow would fill in. He's the biggest guy they have. He could play the role. The guy's a monster. Well, Tim Tebow is a complete joke as a quarterback, in my opinion. Again, he had 39 more passing yards than you did last year. But as far as Bill Belichick goes, the best coach on the planet, I have to say I laughed out loud when I read that Tebow was going to New England for the league minimum. He is not... I agree with you. I don't see him as a quarterback, backup quarterback. They might use him as a tight end, probably now, today, more than ever before. Just one problem. He has hands of stone, so you're going to have to teach the guy to catch. I understand he's athletic. I understand he's a big body. He can block. He's a team player, great attitude guy, good guy to have in the locker room, but I'm not convinced he can catch the ball. Fact is, the Tom Brady and the Pats, now this is all coming out, Brady is without his top five receivers, as it stands right now, if Hernandez is not involved. Gronkowski, injury concerns, Brandon Lloyd gone, and also, let's see, uh, Woodhead. Danny Woodhead is no longer with the team. So the Patriots, yeah, they're in a weak, weak division in the National League, or actually in the, I guess we're talking football, American football. What's that music? That music sounds kind of cool. I feel like I should be dancing or something here. Cell phones are are the curse. They are the curse of, of today's life. I don't get a phone call for like three weeks. I do a radio <laughs> show and the cell phone goes off. You know, it's like God is looking over me. And was, well, again, a Jewish kid on the radio, I think I'll call. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, the New England Patriots, as far as a surprise team, maybe with the over maybe makes some sense because they're in such a weak division. Two wins against the Bills, two wins against the Dolphins, two wins against the Jets. They're 6-0, and 5-1 and one at least, before they even get outside their division to play ball. They're proven. They were probably the second best team in the entire conference a year ago. I still think Denver probably was the best team, but Baltimore ended up at the end of the, end of the day getting it done by winning the Super Bowl, which I still can't believe that actually happened. It just goes to show if you don't turn the ball over, you're going to have success, and that's what Joe Flacco did or did not do. He did not turn the ball over, and by doing so, his team won the Super Bowl, even though they were a big, fat dog at Denver, a big, fat dog at New England, a big, fat dog in the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. So I talked yesterday, and I think we talked over lunch about this about a month ago. A surprise team for me would be the a team, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. They won two games a year ago, and they are going to be – 
considerably improved based on the fact that they bring in Andy Reid, who has a chip on his shoulder after being let go by the Philadelphia Eagles after going to five NFC Conference Championship games. Alex Smith, 20-6 and six as a starter for the San Francisco 49ers, only to be benched by Jim Harbaugh. This guy has a chip on his shoulder, and he can play. Jamal Charles, one of the best, one of the top three, four running backs in all of football, in my opinion. Defensively, they've improved. They had the number one pick. They have a favorable schedule. They're on. Imagine going two and fourteen. You're on the road. Your very first game this year, and you're a favorite. Two and a half points at Jacksonville. So I think the Chiefs would be a, a surprise team. The only challenge is the Denver Broncos, the bad boys, the most talented team in the AFC. They're in that division. But if the Broncos should stumble and or Peyton Manning should get hurt, anything can happen. I agree with the Chiefs. I think you're on the money there. Now I'll even uh, add one one team further, Cincinnati. I think this is their year in, in that division. Uh, I, I don't see Baltimore being as good as last year, how can they be when they lose Lewis, uh, Reed, and b- more importantly, Bolden, who, without Bolden, uh, making all those great catches in the postseason, they wouldn't have won. Um, the base is still pretty good with Flacco. Jacoby Jones was magnificent Rice, in the playoffs. Good, yeah. And Ray Rice, of course. And I mean, they're not going to go away. But Look, Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs last year. Clearly, they have to improve. Cleveland is still a team that has to find a quarterback that they're comfortable with. They're getting better. But Cincinnati is pretty much there right now. They've been in the playoffs. They've had a taste of it. They had a tremendous draft. They really did. And I I think depth-wise, they're ready. They're ready to win that division this year. Now, the thing that has to happen is a quarterback steps up to next level, uh, like Flacco did in the playoffs. And if that happens, watch out for the Bengals. I would happen to agree. I love to disagree, but Mark, it's well said. I actually think the Bengals in that division, granted it's challenging with Baltimore, the team that won the Super Bowl a year ago, Pittsburgh, hungry, annoyed, pissed off because they did not make the playoffs and they do have talent but Cincinnati young talented their coach he gets a lot of hype I'm not sold on Marvin Lewis never have been but they do have talent they're young they're hungry they do have a favorable non-division schedule easier than say Baltimore or Pittsburgh so that could be a sleeper team as well so keep an eye out we don't want to overstate the obvious here on the odds couple we want to give value and see things happen before they happen. We're going to bring oh, in the... Go ahead. Let me just, I'll mention one thing quickly. If you believe in history repeating itself, as far as the Bengals are concerned, the only two times that they made the Super Bowl, they played the 49ers, if I'm not mistaken. The 49ers are favored to get back to the Super Bowl this year. So if you believe in, in these scenarios, maybe they'll uh, carry Cincinnati in there with them. Boy, you, that's a real stretch. You had to do some real due diligence to pull that out of your hat. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Things happen out of the blue. You know, right on. Never know. Hey, that's why they play the games, right? That's right. We're going to bring in the big bad wheel. The professional sports better bets with their head, never their heart. Looking at a baseball game today, the... The Washington Nationals are hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks. We have Cahill going against Gonzalez. The total for the game is seven. We have to deal with objective reality. I'm going to spin the wheel. I'm going to have to, I'm forced to make an argument for the over or the under. Mark, respectfully, automatically has to make an argument for the other side. 
Who do I have? I have the under. Okay, you're looking at a National League game. D-backs on the road taking on the Washington Nationals. The thing that you get with the Nationals at home, we know good, solid pitching. I like this guy, uh, Gonzalez. He's the real deal. The Diamondbacks, okay, they're a home run hitting team. They're a good hitting team, but they are on the road. It's a I look at this matchup, and I feel the value would be on the under 7. It's such a key, key number. If it falls 4, 3, 5, 2, 6, 1, 7, 0, oh, it's a push. 7, under. I don't. I really don't see 8 runs being scored in this game. Well, you, you would give me the over in a game <laughs> that I have Gio Gonzalez on my fantasy team, and I have to make an argument Good that luck. he's going to stake today. Right, right. But... Um, Gonzalez uh, has been sort of on and off uh, the last few uh, starts. Uh, one, one time good, one time bad. Um, Arizona, uh, again, forgive me, the first baseman, uh, whose case on mine right now, has been red hot. He's got about 19, 20 home runs. Uh, so I would expect uh, him to have a good game today. And, um, you know, uh if you ride a, a a team with a player who's a, who's on a hot streak, uh, it would be a pretty good thing to go with the over. And as I said, Gonzalez uh, has been a little bit inconsistent, so that's the argument I would make for the over. You're listening to the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. Mark Mayer, Gaming Today, Scott Pritchard, host of the Odds Couple. Check me out on my site, pritchardspicks.com. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll come right back. Stay tuned. Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome back to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Live and worldwide Vegas Video Network. We would love for you to reach out to us on our show. Email us, oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. Also, we have web-based voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice on our show. Go to our site, Vegas Video Network. On the right-hand side, a red bar. Click there. Middle of the page, a green bar. Hit the Start Record button. We do have live chat up and running. If you do miss us live, don't worry about it. Check us out. Vegas Video Network, YouTube, iTunes, Roku. Frustration. That's what I deal with day in, day out in the world of sports, sports betting. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, I mentioned earlier about jo uh, Josh Hamilton uh, being put in as a defensive replacement, which I thought was one of the most ridiculous things I've seen in, in a long time. And uh, I'm not going to rehash that, even though I, 
I thought Sosha clearly lost his mind. So uh, I'll uh, touch upon something else that I heard. Uh, Johnny Manziel, the uh, Heisman Trophy winner at Texas A&M, apparently has had enough of College Station and had enough of all the uh, people who are uh, not letting him alone uh, and letting him live his so-called private life, which he was able to do when he wasn't a Heisman Trophy candidate last year uh, as a redshirt freshman at A&M. And clearly his star just took off. And um, he's got to grow up, uh, as uh, many people have said, uh, on talk radio, and in, in this case, they happen to be right. Uh, you got to stay off Twitter. I mean, Johnny has brought this on himself. I mean, a lot of it on himself by making comments on Twitter, and now he's saying, "Well, I've had enough. I'm not enjoying my college life anymore. I'm being asked to do too much." Uh, and, and clearly, you know, he's only 21. 20, 21 years old, and, and this thing is like really getting away from him, and he has now a Heisman Trophy uh, in his bag. He's going to have to live up to a lot of people's expectations, uh, and clearly A&M is going to be in a massive game on national TV against Alabama uh, in the beginning of September, which is going to be hugely publicized. So, um, again, you want me to speed it up? Mansell's going to shut up, <laughs> as I will. Are you kidding me? My segment, Boston Bruins, Game 6, Stanley Cup Finals. You're at home. You're a small favorite. You're up! Looking good, feeling good. 2-1, but within 17 seconds. You gave up two goals and lost 3-2. Boston Bruins, are you kidding me? All right. I'm going to stop whining. We're going to keep things moving, my friend. Mark Mayer from Gaming Today joining me on The Odds Couple today. Let's put money into your pocket as Mark Mayer and I together put money into your pocket by putting you on the right side. Mark, you're up. All right. Uh, Texas and the New York Yankees tonight. Yankee Stadium. Uh you Darvish was supposed to pitch Sunday against St. Louis, uh, but was pulled out of that game before the rain delay, mind you. Uh, so it sets up beautifully tonight, playing in New York. We have a lot of Asian uh, people uh, that we watch all over the world, especially in Japan, with him going up against... Um, Corona. And Corona's been the Yankees' best pitcher all year. So, with the extra rest for Darvish, plus Corona being on his game, I look to the under, which is 7.5. I see this game as being a, 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 a very low-scoring game. One or two runs, three, probably good enough to win. Interleague Baseball, Oakland A's hosting the Cincinnati Reds. A's at home, a small favorite, buck 30. I'm a sucker for the H-O-M-E team. Small juice, small price, A's, minus 30 cents. 
winner, winner, chicken dinner. Scott Pritchard, founder of Pritchardspicks.com, joined today by the sports editor from Gaming Today, Mark Mayer. Great having you with us. I should mention that we're going to rest easy. We're going to take a chill pill the entire month. Well, July, I think we're going to kick back, relax a little bit. Going to have you back on the show. Love having you on the show. Any parting shots, my friend? You mean, am I off till August? Is that that's really? It's very that's possible. If, if I'm off till August, something tells me you oh, might right. be off wow. till okay. August. I can see I was a real hit. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I get a month off. I worked two weeks to get a month off. I, I, I suggested that to Gabby today. <laughs> Did I work two weeks and get a month off? Only here. I'm, I'm at waiting Vegas for Video the Network. <laughs> yeah. You're waiting to, to get your uh, answer uh, yeah, on I that? haven't heard it yet. <laughs> well, Mark, great having you with us, and we'll check back in a few short weeks. Great. Mark Mayer from Gaming Today, the sports editor. I'm a big fan. The paper, again, just came out today. It's every Tuesday. And as I mentioned, I'm writing an article every week on Major League Baseball, baseball betting, and come football season, I'll be dialed in talking college football. VegasInsider.com, I mentioned before that we have about a million views per day the past three years. I've clocked in at a record pace, ATS against the spread. Last year, I believe, 62%. Year before that, 61%. And three years ago, it won't be duplicated, but three years ago, 67% winners, ATS against the spread. I love that site because the plays are time-stamped and documented. So many false profits or scamdy cappers are out there. I love VegasInsider.com. It's been around for quite some time. I've been involved with the website for the past 12 years and again be sure and check that out a lot of the information is free some of the information you do have to pay for i did mention that my colleague friend tim donahy former nba official reached out to me a few weeks ago he has a site refpicks.com tim was on the show last thursday when we talked about game seven spurs taking on the heat i thought it was a great interview not because i interviewed him i thought it was a great interview because he had such great content talking about the mindset of officials i've talked before my opinion david stern one corrupt dude the commissioner of the nba and his stable of nba officials and tim did not pull any punches he talked about how he paid his debt to society after being an nba official from 1994 to 2007 feels bad about what took place we all make mistakes i mean he paid his debt to society 11 months in federal prison but more importantly than that i thought it was insightful in talking with him about the mindset of officials going into a game seven tim will continue to join me on a regular basis here on the odds couple brett grant will be back tomorrow we go live monday through friday from 10a to 11a uh, Friday, Jesse Oakley, I, 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 will be my guest. For Mark Mayer from Gaming Today, my name is Scott Pritchard. Together, we are the Odds Couple. We will see you tomorrow.